Welcome to the Unjaded Journey podcast. My name is Jade Sapinik, and I'm inviting you to walk with me on my journey from being a jaded woman to becoming an unjaded woman walking with God. I'm excited to share with you my insights and also heal with you along the way. Please subscribe to my podcast and share with your friends and family. Well, I'm excited. Today is episode seven of the Unjaded Journey podcast, and I'm going to be giving you the top five tips to loving yourself. I'm going to sound really redundant in a lot of the things that I speak about, but there's a reason for it. The more you hear something, the more likely you are to stick with it or comprehend it fully or um, implement it into your life. And I know that time and time again, I've had to hear things multiple times before I've actually, I guess, like submitted to them. Like, okay, I'm just not going to fight it anymore. I'm just going to do this. I'm, I'm just going to try this and see if it works. I am not going to tell you anything that has not worked for me personally. So just keep that in mind. I'm not going to be going and telling you to go do hot yoga and it's going to heal all your problems um, because I've never tried hot yoga and I'm sure it wouldn't do anything as far as healing your problems. It would uh, definitely help you limber up and sweat in places you didn't know you could sweat. So moving on. Top five tips for learning to love yourself. These are all things that you will have to actively implement into your life. You cannot just read over them, listen to them, and then go, oh, they'll come to me. You have to make a conscious effort in order to accomplish um, self-love. And that's with any change that you're making in your life. You have to take that conscious effort and and do it. You You have to do it. No one else can do it for you. Okay, so tip number one. And I did a podcast on this topic. Give yourself the love you give to others. That also means giving yourself the grace you give to others. The exact same way that you would love your child, you need to give yourself that grace. You need to give yourself that love. You need to make yourself a priority. And it's not in the physical sense, it's in the sense of, giving yourself that support that you need. I woke up this morning feeling very dysregulated because of the day I had yesterday. And I was angry and resentful. And I hate feeling that way. It's just, it's just awful to feel that way. Okay. So I knew I didn't want to feel like that. So I was mad at myself for feeling like that. Then I was disappointed in myself because I let myself feel like that. And then I got disappointed in myself because I was staying stuck in the emotion so long. That is a prime example of an area I need to give myself grace and love on. Because there's no way I would be hard on my son for having a bad day or for feeling less than or for feeling like a failure. So why am I going to do that to myself? I have to be able to give him the love that he deserves. And I also have to be able to give myself the love I deserve. Clearly, nobody is going to do that for me. Nobody so far has shown me 
that they will love me like that. And while my son is getting it from me as a parent, I didn't receive that as a child. So I have to give that to myself. So give yourself the love you give to others. Love yourself in that same way. It's not saying take away from anyone else. It's saying just love yourself in that same way. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we need a hug. You can give yourself all of that. And then God is so comforting. I can't even tell you how amazing this journey has been uh, walking with him. Because I can be feeling like a total wreck and a mess emotionally. And I will just sit there and pray and talk to God and just ask him to comfort me and hold me. And you know what? I always feel better. And that's exactly what I would do for my son. I would pray for him if he's struggling. And I would encourage him to talk to God. And he does. He's only four. He does it. And it's super cute, by the way. So tip number two is to implement healthy boundaries and stick to them. And stick to them. One more time. And stick to them. You have to be firm in your boundaries. Now, I'm the queen of not sticking to my boundaries and not implementing healthy boundaries soon enough. What I've learned about boundaries in general is that boundaries are basically what you will accept, what you feel comfortable with, the bounds in which you feel comfort. Okay. So if, if I don't feel comfortable with something and I go along with it anyways, I have crossed my own boundary. I have not stuck firm by my own boundary. And there's several examples that I could give to you. One of them is yelling. If people start yelling, I just shut down. It's a trauma response for me. It's something I don't want to be around at all. So if you are being, if you're yelling or being aggressive, I guarantee you, you're not going to get the best side of me because I shut down. I am no longer a functioning human at that point. Now, in my last relationship, I tolerated yelling a lot and I shouldn't have. I should have respected myself enough, which in turn means loving myself enough to say, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm going to remove myself from this situation. And if this person decides to show me that they want to change that behavior, I can return to the situation. But if not, I'm going to stay permanently gone. I did eventually get there um, to stay gone, but I should have done it a lot sooner because it was really detrimental. Uh, So again, just implement healthy boundaries and stick to them firmly. You have got to stand firm in your beliefs and your boundaries. Allowing others to cross your boundaries, even just once, is going to to affect you negatively. 
and you have to stand firm with everybody. I don't care what the circumstances, you have to stand firm. And again, these boundaries don't have to be huge barriers. They really don't. And they don't have to be these played out dramatic descriptions of boundaries. You can just simply remove yourself from the environment that you're in. I was out to to breakfast with a family and the mother that was there was talking bad about one of the daughters that wasn't one of her daughters that wasn't there. And I'll tell you what, talking bad about people in general behind their back really irks me. Really talking bad about people to their face irks me just as bad. But uh, talking bad when someone isn't even there to defend themselves is oh, bugs me. But then to hear a mother talking bad about her daughter as if it's a casual conversation, as if everyone wants to hear it, that bugs me. Because that used to be done to me a lot, a lot by my mother, a lot by my stepmother. I don't like that. So rather than making a scene and possibly ruining any relationships that I had with them, I stood up while she was in the midst of her conversation and said, I need to go outside. Does anyone want to go with me? And I went outside of the restaurant, stood there, hung out there, had a great time until it was time to leave. And then we all left like no big deal. And every single time, uh, it only happened a handful of times more because I think she finally got the message. Anytime she would try and talk bad about her daughter to me, I would just change the conversation topic. I would reroute the conversation, redirect it, take charge of the conversation and redirect it because I don't want to be a part of that. I will not feed into that ever. You won't. It's just, it doesn't benefit anybody. But I stood firm to my boundary of not wanting to be a part of a conversation like that. And it's not always easy to maintain healthy boundaries. It's not always easy to say no when you feel like saying no. And especially if you have a traumatic uh, trauma in your past or if you're a sexual abuse survivor. It's hard to say no sometimes. If you have parents who have abandoned you or you have abandonment issues, you know that when you say no, you risk losing somebody. Lose them. Because you don't want to lose yourself. Say no. (sighs) Number three, know your worth in God. You are a child of God, a masterpiece made by God. Do you think God makes mistakes? I don't. God made you exactly the way that you are supposed to be. He knows everything about you. He made you that way. Why would you think that God would make you in a way that's not up to par or not good enough or unworthy of love or any of the negative things that anyone could say about you, all the awful names that someone can call you? Do you think God made you that? No, he's Picasso. He made you a beautiful masterpiece. And you have to know that that's who you are. 
you have to be confident in knowing and trusting that God made you exactly the way you are supposed to be. He didn't make a mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. For me, I've realized that everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And, you know, we weren't made to be alone. So we are not complete on our own. We are a piece to a puzzle. When you can get a group of people together that have all different strengths and all different weaknesses, the puzzle comes together and you guys can be an unstoppable force because you're playing off of one person's strengths, which are different from another person. Because we all have different perspectives. We all see life through our own experiences, through the lenses of our own experiences. We all see it completely differently. That's why it's kind of like the idea of the escape room. You get a bunch of different people together. They all have different perspectives. You work to uh, together to escape from this room. I guess you could say life is like an escape room. <laughs> sounds horrible. But you are a part to a puzzle. You are a piece to a puzzle. You make it whole. You make the puzzle whole. You are amazing. You are worthy. You are everything God made you to be and and everything God intended you to be. You are. You already are. So you have to love that about yourself and know that firmly about yourself. Are there things that I want to be and do in life? Absolutely. I wish I had the strategic uh, abilities of some of my friends. Like I have this one friend who he can just figure out a solution basically to any problem. And he's so like level-headed. And that's a great strength of his. And I'm always like, oh, I wish I could do that. But there are things I can do that he cannot And that makes me powerful in my own way and strong in my own way. All right, number four. And I just experienced this, so I have a whole new glow. (laughs) Find your happy. What the heck does that mean, Jade? Well... (laughs) Find the things that make you happy and do them. I made a list of the little things that make me happy and the big things that make me happy. And on that list of little things are snuggling with my son, petting my dog, watering the grass, simple little things that are not too time consuming and not expensive. (laughs) And then on my big list are going to the beach hiking, being in the mountains, camping. Okay, so I've got my big list. These are my more expensive things. I'm not going to be able to pull stuff off my big list very often, but I can pull from my little list every day. And you should do at least one thing every day that makes you happy. So if you're feeling down, you're feeling depleted, because we can't give 
If we're depleted, we need to refill that cup, pull something from your little happy list, and do just a little something that makes you happy every single day. Because that is giving love to yourself. That is showing you that you matter. What you want and you need matters. You're not just here to serve other people. That is not your sole purpose. While it is a huge purpose in our lives to serve others, to give to others, to be there for others, we can't do that on an empty cup. Refill your happy. Find your happy. Refill your happy. Be happy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just went to the beach and I felt more alive than uh, coming back than when I had left. And I felt, I feel such a connection at the beach, just, just a really grounded connection. And it just, oh, it felt so good. It felt so good to be there again. All right. So tip number five, forgive, forgive yourself and forgive others. Now, this is one that people throw the word forgiveness out there like, Jolly Ranchers. I don't know if people throw Jolly Ranchers. I don't know. But you can't just throw the word out there, forgiveness, and not do the action behind forgiveness. You have to actually let go. Not forget. You can build boundaries at that point. Implement boundaries. Don't build barriers. Because building a barrier is not showing forgiveness, is not an act of forgiveness. Build boundaries, but forgive. And you have to forgive yourself for for what you perceive as your shortcomings. You have to forgive yourself for not loving yourself enough and putting yourself in positions that were not healthy for you. I know I've beat myself up over the past couple weeks for this last relationship that I was in. I was like, how was I so stupid? How did I even let this get? in my life at all? How did I let that near me? And I know I have my answers. Um, I did not love myself enough. I tolerated way more than I should have because I didn't love myself. But I also have to forgive myself for that because I didn't know any better. I didn't know I was supposed to love myself like that. I didn't, I didn't know I'm learning about it, you know, and that's why I'm sharing with you guys, because I'm just learning. If you already know this, kudos, shoot me an email. I want you on my show so I can interview you because this is what it's all about. Sharing how you did it with someone else so they can do it too. Showing how you overcame a situation that you thought might've been impossible or unbearable. I had to forgive myself for allowing some of my boundaries to be crossed and some of my promises to myself to be broken. Because one, I didn't know. I I, I went into familiarity. This person's traits were familiar because they were like my family or like my my step-parents 
And it felt homey because it was familiar. That does not mean that that's the home I want to stay in. I want to grow past that. I want to be more than that. I want more than that. One of the the things that's hard to get by or get past when you have childhood trauma is forgiving yourself for not doing more, I guess, in a sense. I I have a lot of regrets or had a lot of regrets around not being able to protect my mom, not being able to protect myself as a child, not being able to speak up when I needed to, and being too small to do anything. When you're up against a big man and you're a little child, you feel helpless. And I really, I really did blame myself a lot that there was so much more I could have done. I could have done something sooner in my life um, as I was coming into adulthood to make the changes I needed to, to make, to heal from that and to not be um, in the position that I was in, in that, in my last relationship. But I didn't do those things because I didn't know. And you know what has made it easier for me to forgive people for their wrongdoings towards me is understanding that their actions, that these, these bad actions that they did towards me, like the, the ways that they hurt me, the things that they said, those are reflections of them. So when my ex was calling me every name in the book and screaming in my face, that's how he felt about himself. And for that, I can show grace and forgiveness because I guarantee you that's a learned behavior. I can guarantee you that's exactly what happened to him as a child. Same with my mother. I don't know a whole lot about my dad's background, but I'm guaranteeing the things that he did as um, around me as a child and to my brothers were things he picked up from his childhood. So they're repeating those generational cycles that they're unaware of. They don't know better. So you have to be able to forgive because we are all just human. That does not mean you have to let them back in your life. I forgive my ex 100%. Do I want him near me? Absolutely not. I forgive my mother 100%. I don't want her anywhere near me. I cannot have people like that in my Space. If I want to heal from my trauma, I have to have a safe, stable, and supportive environment. And those types of people don't. So I'm going to forgive and I have forgiven and I've let go. And that is part of learning to love myself. I really hope that you found some value in this today. I know that just talking about it for me is really bringing a lot of light to everything. And I love the refresher because 
you can hear something once, twice, three times, and maybe still won't get it. And if you continue to hear it over and over again, it's just like the negative things. You can hear that you're a piece of crap only so many times before you start to believe it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pound this self-love all the way into the base of your skull (laughs) so you believe it because you have to love yourself. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are a masterpiece. You are a child of God. Do not disrespect him by downgrading his masterpiece. His masterpiece is you. All right. Remember, you are beautiful, wonderful, perfect, and amazing just the way you are. And don't let anybody tell you any different.